morning, it's Money Talk. It's 18 minutes to nine. This is James Ross. Well, in your money today, Carolyn Wright takes a dive into an area many of us could do with knowing more about property management fees. Good morning, Carolyn. Good morning. The Consumer Council recently published an in-depth report on property management fees. Its aim was to better understand, identify and assess the effectiveness of the existing system of private residential property management here in Hong Kong and the issues giving rise to consumer concern. I'm joined now by the Chief Executive of the Consumer Council, Gilly Wong, to go through some of the findings and recommendations. Thanks for joining me again, Gilly. Thank you for inviting me. Let's kick off with a look at transparency and uh, how much owners understand about who takes responsibility for what. What issues have you found around transparency and how property management fees are shared and what might need to change? For the transparency issue that we identified, uh, mainly there are two aspects. One is whether the owners, they understand their share uh, for their management fee. Because if you want to know the share, it is governed by the state of mutual government of the property, which is a legally binding document to the owners as also you know, with the developer. So uh, when just in case the uh, owners, they don't have the information about you know how much they own in terms of their undivided shares and also their management shares under the DMC, that would be a problem because uh, according to the council's Complete statistics uh, in the past uh, 10 years, which we are talking about, about 900 cases, quite a substantial portion of it, about 50%, is related to pricing and charge disputes. And uh, many of uh, the issues were stemming up from the uh, intransparency about uh, the undivided shares and also the management shares. So we believe it is very important to increase the transparency of it so that um, right before you purchase the property, you can have a full understanding about the calculation and the formula that determines the allocation of shares so that, you know, after you purchase the property, you know why you have to pay that much, you know, for your property management fee and also to minimize, you know, the, the disputes you know, created thereafter. But right now, for the existing DMC, the information exists because it's under the DMC, but if prospective purchasers wants to pull up the calculation, he or she has to refer to the statutory declaration of the building, which is not a sales document for the general public reference. And another area, you know, that we believe in you know, transparency can increase is about the transparency in the maturity shares of a developer or of uh, the developer and also maybe a particular owner, which they own a majority shares that will have impact to the overall voting right of any major issues in the related to the property. Another area that we recommend is about, you know, the declaration of conflict of interest by the majority share owners or maybe developer. Let's take a look now at decision making and how hard it can be for individual residential owners to have any influence there and what problems that can cause. In Hong Kong, actually, the ownership of multi-owned buildings is generally shared by owners of individual units. Because of this co-ownership, property management decisions have to be made collectively. So you can't say, you know, I'm not happy with the property management company and then, you know, I can refuse to pay for the fee. Give you an example is if the owners want to change the property management company in case you know, of uh, substandard performance, according to the building management ordinance, they will require a majority of votes of the owner voting either personally or by proxy and supported by owners of not less than 50% of the undivided shares in aggregate. Another example is the appointment of management committee to form the owner's corporation 
which also required the support of not less than 30% of the undivided shares in aggregate. What does it mean is, you know, it is a collective exercise to um, make any change for the property management affairs. That's why it is so important that, you know, they increase their participation to ensure that, you know, they have the influence on those important decisions. But unfortunately, according to our findings as well, many owners, you know, they are not that willing to participate for the reasons of uh, I'm lacking the knowledge to do so, I have no time. But uh, as a matter of fact, uh, your property actually is one of your, probably is the biggest investment of many people in Hong Kong. So if you don't spend enough time to manage it, in actual fact, you know, what's hurting is the owners. Also, we uh, have put forward some recommendations so that it could encourage the owners to participate more through technology, through uh, doing it step by step, and also to have more facilitation for them, you know, to participate in all those uh, public management affairs decisions. What do you think needs to be done to encourage more owners to get together and do this? Well, to facilitate the collective decision making and the management of the building, owners can incorporate to form the OC to deal with building management matters on behalf of all owners. So after an OC is formed, the owners may discuss various business building uh, building management matters at a general meeting of the OC in accordance with the BMO, so it's the building management ordinance. So any collective decision made at the general meetings of the OC should be binding on all owners. So it is a very important, you know, to form the owners' corporations because it carries the legal status. But unfortunately, according to the research office of the LegCo, revealed that only 47% of the private buildings have uh, owners' corporations incorporated. So what we believe is, it is so important that, uh, as I said earlier, the owners, you know, really need to pay more attention to the formation of the owners' corporations as well as, you know, to participate in all the meetings and get involved, you know, in the, in all the discussions so that, you know, they can have a better control and also management of the management fee and also the quality of the service. In actual fact, according to our survey, if there are more active participation from the owners on uh, discussing and also governing the property management affairs, at the end, you know, they could have certain, you know, financial benefits because of the fact that percentage of increase in the property management fee could be, you know, lower than those, you know, with less participation. One of the things you uh, mentioned there was service quality. Can you tell me what the most common complaints are with regard to that and what can be done to change that? According to our complaint statistics in the past 11 years, about the 700 cases, half of it actually related to price and charge disputes, and 43% is related to quality of service. That's mostly related to the dissatisfaction on the attitude of frontline staff in attending to owners' requests, the speed to response, um, and also the attitude, you know, they handle the complaint. But I think, you know, let's focus on the price and charge disputes because in many of it is really related to their understanding about the shares and also the transparency of the property management company to disclose the spending to the owners, whether they have clear explanation and clear disclosure about, you know, all the spending. Because, you know, if you there's a grey area about, you know, like a big estate, if they have some common areas that could be belongs to the commercial owners and also could be responsible by the residential owners, what is the segregation of duties and also the percentage you know, that they contribute? If it is not clearly defined, that would create a lot of dispute. Another example is uh, the disclosure about the management staff. If the management company uh, doesn't disclose clearly about, you know, how they make good use of their management staff to support different estates, but, you know, uh, parking it to one estate, that will, will drive questions. 
from uh, the owners as well, whether they are being overcharged. So this, these are, you know, very typical examples that we received, you know, in the past. Could maintaining more cash in like specific funds to cover maintenance costs make a difference so that there aren't so many surprises, say, for owners? This is very fundamental because any buildings will age. So if owners do not maintain adequate reserves to meet the future maintenance expenses, by the time when the buildings deteriorated that require major maintenance, they may have to make one-off contributions to the expenses, which could be astronomical in amount. From the observations we have, it could be small from maybe fifty or maybe sixty thousand dollars, all the way you know to to be a million dollars, which is very substantial. So uh, this contribution could bring very heavy financial pressure on owners, resulting in the resistance to take back maintenance, and could have a lot of arguments about you know what should be expense which may also exacerbate you know, the problem of building. To avoid this, you know, one very important recommendation we have is to establish a capital works fund that with a 10-year property maintenance plan and uh, so that the owners can uh, make regular contributions for different ways, could be assessed by professional consultants or maybe by the property management company or maybe in the form of a funding from the developer and then you contribute on their own um, from then onwards. That can have the spirit of it to have a very stable and also well-governed reserve so that one day when they require major maintenance, you can have money to spend. Thank you, Gilly Wong, Chief Executive of the Consumer Council, for joining me today to explain the importance of understanding property management fees and responsibilities around them. Thank you, Carolyn, and thank